Welcome on into the Wolverine podcast here on Thursday, August 24th. Anthony Broom here with Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, of course, off today. I'll be back uh, for game week next week, but a busy Thursday for us, Chris. Uh, Team captains were officially announced Thursday. We just got back from Schembechler Hall. We'll hit on that. Uh, Some of the other things, uh, this is the first time we've been on the air since the Jim Harbaugh news earlier this week, so we'll discuss that. Then fall camp is, is essentially at its end. I want to discuss really quick what we learned and something we won't learn until games are played. But, uh, Chris, how are you doing today, sir? Great, brother. It's been good. Uh, Good day. I love the captain's day because uh, I love to see the reactions and, you know, talk about who they called. They called their mom and dad, and Mike Barrett said his mom was yelling and screaming on the phone. It's an honor. And it's like Blake Corum. When a guy like Blake Corum says, you know what, this is the biggest achievement in my life, kind of like Tom Brady said about being Michigan captain, even after he'd won some Super Bowls. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So lots of fun today. Six guys, doesn't surprise me at all. I said we were probably headed for that. And uh, J.J. McCarthy would be a captain too, let's be honest, if they were if they were allowing underclassmen. this could have, They could have had as many as 10 guys be captains on this team. So this goes to show you how much leadership there is out there. Yes, of course, we will hit on that and dive a little further into that. Uh, but, but first, I want to talk about our friends over at Caldera Lab. Uh, guys, you're going to brush your teeth today. I hope you will anyways. Uh, and why is that? It's a healthy part of your day, and you don't want bad teeth. And I want you to take it to the next step. Uh, add a skincare habit to your daily routine. Uh, we have, uh, thanks to our friends over at Caldera Lab, and I promise you, never going back. Hooked on Caldera Lab. Uh, they are a high-performance men's skincare product. Uh, incorporating skincare before you brush your teeth guarantees to not mess up your routine, leaving your breath fresh and your face refreshed. Habit stacking, habit hacking, whatever you want to call it, Caldera Lab is here to take your daily routine to the next level. Uh, take my word for it, or one of the thousands of five-star reviews. Even better, it's easy to add because the Caldera Lab is making the solution simple for men with the regimen that includes three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean state starts and ends your day. This face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. And with football season here, uh, I will certainly need that. A little bit sleep-deprived already, but uh, every drop of the serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. No other brand does this. Better yet, Caldera Lab is the only brand that cares about this enough to know. Uh, So just for our audience, uh, we have an exclusive offer. This is Caldera Lab's best offer available anywhere right now. Use promo code MISH23 at calderalab.com for 20% off right now. Get 20% off with the code MISH23 at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger, Uh, 20% off at calderalab.com with the code MISH23. So be sure to check those guys out today. All right, Chris, as we discussed at the top of the show, team captains were selected. Uh, it will be offensive linemen Zach Zinter and Trevor Keegan, uh, defensive back Mike Sainer still, linebacker Michael Barrett, uh, defensive lineman Chris Jenkins, and, of course, running back uh, Blake Corum. Uh, Mike Sainer still, of course, now a two-time captain. 
Uh, what did you make of the selections? I know you said that this is not surprising to anyone. If we had to pick six, this is probably this probably would have been the six that we would have picked, given the fact that it seems like their criteria mm -hmm. uh, was to focus on those senior and graduate guys. So uh, what do you think of the 2023 captains? Yeah, well, yeah, no seems like it about it. Uh, one of them said, I think it was Chris Jenkins, who said that it was only open that J.J. McCarthy wasn't on the ballot. It was only open to the seniors and the guys ahead of him. So, um, yeah, I, in fact, in the football preview, I always write a okay previewing, predicting who the captains might be. These are six guys that I think I included. <laughs> so, and then I said J.J. McCarthy, if they would have gone that route as well, I said it could be up to eight, ten guys. Jalen Harrell could have been a captain as well. I can go right down the list, you know, of guys that I think um, could have or should have been. And um, so, uh, but great choices here. These guys are great leaders. They all came back for another year when they probably didn't have to, if we're being honest. A lot of these guys were, if not all of them, were considering the NFL. So, um, now, as I wrote this morning, you know what, J.J. McCarthy can come back next year and be an official captain. So, uh, But he will be uh, a captain as well on the field. Uh, like I said in my article, there is no better leader on this team. These guys gravitate to him. He's like the Pied Piper out there. So uh, great kids, great representatives of the university, great choices as captains. Yeah, and people are going to fixate on the J.J. McCarthy thing, too, because it's, you know, a returning starting quarterback. Uh, you know, Michigan's had junior captains in the past. Aiden Hutchinson was one. I think Ben Bredesen was one as well, Devin Bush. Uh, but, again, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, with why they went the direction they did. All six of these guys in a different timeline could be in NFL training camps right now. And the right. fact that they decided to come back. Um, you know, it feels like the third part of a three-part trilogy for guys like Zinter and Keegan who have started going back to that 2021 season. Uh, so not not really surprising there, uh, I think. And that's, you know, Jim Harbaugh's called these guys servant leaders before. It's a roster full of guys like that. I think you could go through every position group and say, wow, that guy, you know, that guy's, if not the leader of his room, one of the best leaders on the team. And, um, you know, I think leadership, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, given what's going on, uh, with coaching staff right now, I think the leadership, the culture is obviously uh, it's always important, but I think it carries a little more weight this year with that those amount of guys that they have. Um, but I will say this: I mean, given what they have on the roster, I don't know that again. Captain, it, it's a tremendous honor. No one will ever take that away from you. To be a captain at the University of Michigan is, um, you know, there have been what probably tens of thousands of guys that have come through that pro. I don't know, math is hard, but. Thousands of guys that have come through that program over the years and, um, you know, only four or five, six of them at a time are named captains. So you can't take that away from them. But uh, on this particular group in this particular season, it's an honor. But I don't know that it's necessarily an elevation or a pedestal above everyone else. It's just kind of these are the go to guys. This is that leadership yep. console that they will lean on. Yep. And I love it. Uh, you know, it starts really with Blake Corum. That was a no brainer. He was like the unanimous pick, I think Mike Sainrill still said, but we knew Mike Sainrill still was going to be a captain again, too. He's that good, and he was a captain last year, so those were the no-brainers. And then after that, uh, the other guys were pretty much no-brainers, too. I've been predicting Chris Jenkins forever. The guys love him. He's doing a fantastic job. So all great selections, uh, and again, loved hearing the stories about talking to their parents. Zach Sinner said his parents are on a plane getting ready to go to Ireland to watch his brother play for Notre Dame. But uh, the I love the fact that it's both the guards, man, on the inside. I, I just those guys in the trenches. I like offensive linemen who are captains. Uh, but across the board, man, any one of those guys would have been an elite pick. They were all great picks. 
Absolutely. And and the one thing about Captain's Day, it's fun to hear those stories and to hear, you know, what it means to you. A guy like Michael Barrett, this is his sixth year with the program and a lot of uncertainty at times early on. Uh, moved positions a few times, uh, has kind of, you know, fought through a lot to get on the field and stay on the field. And, you know, he's essentially entrenched as a starter now. And to hear like what it means to a guy like him is awesome. With Blake Corum, there is, of course, you know, the, the storyline of coming back for that extra year, coming off the injury. Um, it feels like with a lot of these guys, they were made to sort of be in that role. Um, you know, the other thing about when we do these press conferences is it's six guys to talk to and there's a limited amount of time. So they do kind of get through uh, the sessions pretty quickly. But uh, were there anything that I mean, captain stuff or otherwise that you took away from the guys we heard from on Thursday afternoon? Well, not a lot. You know, we asked specific questions about position groups. Chris Jenkins is a freak. Freshman DJ Waller going to be special. I'm writing an article about that right now. He's been a surprise at corner. Josh Wallace is probably going to start at corner, I think. And Mike Sainer still said the guy is a great cover corner and that he's really, really accepted the culture and taken to the coaching. So uh, just basically everything we know, you know, um, I know that there are a lot of guys banged up, but uh, it's good to see that all these guys come out, Blake Corum saying he's healthier than he's ever been. So that's good stuff. Now we're just, you know what, we've talked so much in the offseason, A.B., it's really just time to get to next Saturday and, and talk about a game and, and how guys played in it because, you know, I'm pretty much all talked out here about how good this team is going to be. Yeah, it feels like we've spent, what, almost nine months talking about, oh, gosh, the culture is so good. Right, oh, gosh, they're right. so deep. Oh, they could break the NFL draft record. And finally, starting Monday now, it's going to be uh, the – not just a, I mean, a lot of the stuff from fall camp, the position battles, we know that some of those will go into the season, but uh, it, it's go time. And it's the next, next step on the road to the, uh, what Jim Harbaugh terms the happy mission. So excited to get to that excited uh, really just to be back in a routine. I know we've uh, we've all kind of taken a little bit of time, just the last couple of weeks to get one last little bit of, of enjoyment out of our summers, but it's here. And uh wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, before we move on, of course, to our next topic, I want to talk about our friends over at Game Time. Uh, I just got back, well, not just got back, about a month or so ago, uh, my brother and I and a friend of mine were out in Seattle, and the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers were out there, uh, needed some last-minute tickets to the game, so we hopped on the Game Time app, and they were able to hook that up. It's a fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, theater that's near you. Uh, they have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you have. I know I, some of you guys have been holding out on Michigan football tickets. These first three games, though the non-conference doesn't typically have a lot of juice to it, but um, who knows? If you show up to a game, you might get to put on a headset and call some plays. So <laughs> uh, see if you can get uh, you know head to game time over to, uh, to browse through the, the seats. Like I said, there's flash deals everything you could possibly want out of that. Uh, forget planning the months in advance. Start figuring out the games you want to go to this year now. Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without stress with our friends over at game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Wolverine for twenty dollars off your first per uh, purchase. Terms apply. Create uh, again. Create an account. 
redeem code Wolverine for 20% or $20 off your first purchase. Got to make sure I get that right. Uh, so download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, I just hit on the non-conference and the three games that are coming up. And Chris, as I said at the start of the show, this is the first time you and I have been on on video or on the podcast since the news earlier this week of the self-imposed Jim Harbaugh suspension by Michigan. Uh, We're still waiting on official word who will be the interim coaches for uh, or interim head coach for those first three games. It sounds like Sharon Moore and Grant Newsom uh, will also be part of this for at least that first game. Uh, so uh, I know you wrote about it and, and people go on over to the Wolverine.com. Check out Chris's three, two, one article that posted, I believe earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the latest there, Chris? And just, uh, like I said, your thoughts in general about where we're at with this. Yeah. I think that Michigan is willing to accept the three game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. As long as that's the end of it from the NCAA is the way that it's been portrayed. And people in the football building said, Jim, you know, not happy about it at all, but you know what, if this is the end of it and he misses these three games and that's it. And, and this, the NCAA accepts it, which they have not yet. They have accepted the suspensions for Sharon Moore and Grant Newsom and said, okay, that's good enough. Then I think uh, that's okay. And that's acceptable to him, but this is not something where he said, yeah, let's do three games. And you know what, I was wrong or anything like that. It, it has nothing to do with that. Basically he's his point from his point of view, Michigan suspended him for three games I wouldn't, I, you know, I would say probably against his will, but he's willing to accept it because he doesn't want any further distractions on this football team with, that has a chance to be really, really good. So that's where we are right now. Um, we should talk to, to Jim Harbaugh on Monday. I do think Mike Hart has a good chance to, to lead the Wolverines in that first game. Kirk Campbell would probably be calling a lot of the plays. He is working right hand in hand with Sharon Moore at, on the offensive coordinator spot anyway. So We'll see what happens, but um, you know what? If that is the end of it, AB, I'm good with that. I'm done writing about it. Done talking about it. The NCAA, you know, can at least say, "Look, here's what we did." And you know, compared to some of the others that are driving 95 and a 55, compared to Jim Harbaugh's 60 and a 55 or whatever, it's kind of a joke. But if you can get it behind you, get it behind you. Yeah, and we've talked about this too. Like as as silly and as frivolous as a lot of this is. Um, there was always going to be some sort of punishment, some sort of discipline for essentially telling the, you know, the governing body of college sports, whether, you know, whether powerless they may be uh, right now, uh, there's always going to be some price to pay for telling them to basically pound sand. Um, I think that Jim Harbaugh to, cert- to a certain extent doesn't like that, but probably realizes that I, I think obviously Michigan's leadership realizes that I know, um, you know, Ward Manuel's taken a lot of arrows for this. Santa Ono's taken a lot of arrows for this. Uh, it sounds like they all work together on it to a certain extent. Again, Harbaugh's not happy, uh, but to put it behind you and just eat it, listen, um, it makes sense to me. Uh, the fact that I you know people will say, well, you know, the NCAA wanted the four games. Why not Rutgers too? I think that that was probably a bit of a sticking point given the fact that you know, Rutgers or not, that's a team that's played you pretty tough the last few years. And it's a mm-hmm. league game. Um, there's no reason to to miss a league game over this. And if they, the NCAA comes back and tax a, a you know, I don't know. I know they want the full six games. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I think that at some point, cooler heads will probably prevail on both sides of this after the suspension is served. And, you know, I know a lot has been made too about uh, our old friend, Jim Stapleton being on the NCAA's committee on infractions. We won't, necessarily go down that road but uh yeah i I think that this all it all checks out it all makes sense i don't 
honestly, like I said, I mean, I don't see it being a huge distraction for this team. Um, actually thinks it, it probably empowers them a little bit more. The guys today that we talked to said, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh set a standard and whether he's there or not, it's still a Jim Harbaugh team and they are swearing to uphold that standard. So I'm going to be really interested in seeing how the, the, the amount of, and I have no question or I have no questions about the amount of fire that will come out of these guys in those first couple games, but uh, especially next week. I mean, this feels like, you know, it's, it's that kinetic energy that's just ready to like release itself. So there could be some bumps in, you know, bumps in the road over the first three weeks, but uh, as we head into this next week, and, and I'm sure we'll talk to it come game week, it feels like everyone's ready to go and, and they could put, you know, they could put John Borton down on the sideline calling plays and those guys will play for him. So yeah, I'm not, see. I don't think I anticipate any bumps in the road, frankly, I think they'll roll over these three teams and then Jim Harbaugh comes back you pick up right where you left off and uh, probably hammer Rutgers and go from there. So this team is too focused, man. There's too much great leadership and veteran leadership on this team to be affected by it, AB. So uh, there's no question in my mind that they're going to come out uh, a little bit more fiery as well for their coach. They've said as much. Uh, Blake Corum said it last week. So these guys love Coach Harbaugh flat out. And uh, if they if he feels like he's been wronged, then they're going to feel the same way. And I can tell you, in that building, that's exactly how they feel. So, uh, you know what? We can't fast forward a week, but I will be interested to see two things. Here are two things. Number one, what Jim Harbaugh has to say on Monday. And uh, number two, who's the first one to ask him about the NCAA stuff that he can't talk about? Yeah, there's always – I mean, there won't just be one. There will be a few. Nope. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll try. I'll bring my I'll bring my bingo card Monday and see there if we can, get, we can hit all of them. But uh, just important to note, I know there was some cute confusion about – given the difference between the NCAA discipline and Michigan's discipline. Regardless, uh, Harbaugh will be available all week to coach the team. Uh, game prep will be the same. The only thing that will be different is uh, is Saturdays. And you know, just think of it as the equivalent of uh, Jim Harbaugh coached all week, and now he woke up you know, with the sniffles and he shouldn't come to the stadium. Right. Uh, that's about it. So that's where we're at with that. We'll see, uh, we'll see where the next episode of uh, – as the Harbaugh turns takes us, uh, there is never a logical endpoint to anything he does. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure there's a plot twist coming somewhere because there always is, it seems. Um, uh, shorter show today. I want to close out with this. Uh, Chris Fallcamp is coming to an end. Uh, and for the most part, it's been fairly quiet. I mean, a lot of the movement that we've heard about on the depth chart is more kind of on the margins and, and in the, you know, in the two deep or the three deep, but not necessarily, you know, guys coming out of nowhere to steal jobs. A lot of known commodities on the roster, which is, uh, you know, it makes forecasting what could happen a lot easier uh, in a lot of ways, given everyone's good health. But uh, I want to, uh, what's something that you feel like we've learned from camp uh, so far that, Maybe isn't new information, but maybe something that uh, a belief that's been solidified by how this camp has gone. Um, great question. That uh, number one, uh, this well, I learned today. Or I heard from somebody inside the building that the offense is still a little bit ahead of the the defense. But what we had posted was um, at the same time, a lot of guys banged up, a lot of guys missing camp, so they are not hitting as hard. They're doing a lot more thud than than tackling. But the offensive tackle spot. Um, to me, you know, you've got four guys that are capable there. And what I learned today from, from I believe it was uh, Trevor Keegan or it was Zach Zinter, you know, saying, hey, you know, Miles Hinton's a big guy. 
With Trente, you know what? He might feel a little more comfortable because he has worked with him before. So does that give Trente Jones the, the leg up at right tackle for the opener? It's possible. You know, you need guys to work well together. So uh, any questions about Drake Nugent, in my opinion, have been answered. Uh, a lot, all these guys are calling him a stud. I think there's not going to be much drop-off there from the Remington Award winner to Drake Nugent, Oluolatimi to Drake Nugent, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Nugent is a workhorse and a weight room warrior. He's been really impressive out there. So, and just the overall talent level, uh, AB is exactly what we thought it was. So, hoping that some of these young receivers or one of the veteran receivers emerges as a go to guy. But Colston Loveland, we knew about him. We knew JJ McCarthy was really good. And obviously, Blake Corum in that running back room. So, not a ton gleaned, but just enough. Yeah, for me, again, it's kind of on the margins, too. I just, I think we knew they were going to be deep coming into this year. It feels like they're just a little, maybe just a little bit deeper. I think of linebacker as an example. I think of maybe, uh, you know, in the edge and, and defensive line, maybe a little deeper than we thought. But other than that, uh, known, as I keep saying, known commodities everywhere. Um, it, it's tough to, you know, this in the case of this camp, it's almost like no news is good news because yeah. we've seen so much from these guys. And, and, you know, we want, you know, as much news as we can get. Obviously, it helps. Uh, you know, bring people to the site and have things to report. But yeah, I mean, this is, it's a lot's been made about it being a continuation of last year. And uh, it feels that way. Um, it feels like they've kind of just picked right up where they've left off. So um, another thing, uh, something you don't think we'll learn until games are played with this group. Uh, well, obviously the starters at edge and at offensive tackle, because those are battles and the corner. Those are battles that Jim Harbaugh has said is, are going to, march on into the season. So uh, I'm excited to see how they play. And I want to see, because today I think it was Trevor Keegan that said Zach, uh, that said Carson Barnhart was a better pass blocker at left tackle than Ladarius Henderson, which I thought was pretty interesting. So, um, you know, are they going to swap them in there? Uh, is Ladarius Henderson going to be good enough to pay left tackle over a guy who doesn't, isn't really not his natural position in Carson Barnhart but he's playing it better than him in that respect at, at this point. That'll be fascinating to me. I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Yeah. And again, I think the, the tap given the limited contact or, or pulled back contact in camp interested in seeing maybe those first few weeks, if there's a little rusty in terms of wrapping up and, and bringing guys to the ground um, something we won't learn something I'm interested in learning maybe doesn't have as much to, to do with Michigan uh, because we kind of know what they are for the most part. Uh, you know, what is this Big Ten East going to look like? Uh, is Penn State a legitimate threat to that uh, Big Ten East title? What's Ohio State's quarterback situation look like? Is their defense actually improved? Or is it just like you like to say, uh, Jim Knowles as Don Brown 2.0? So uh, we'll see about that. Again, just excited that it's here. I'm sure we'll dive more into it uh, next week as we uh, maybe do some bold predictions, look forward to the season. I do have one more question for you, Chris. Uh, sure. Are you a dog or are you a savage? That <laughs> was fantastic. You know what? I was waiting for him to say, you know, yeah, they took my pit bull away because he mauled somebody or something like that or whatever kind of dog it was. Something Alaskan, something or other. I don't remember what he said. But, uh, Blake, this is about Blake Corum talking about his dog, folks, and he was talking about what a savage he was. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, how long until this dog does something that shouldn't have? And uh, Blake said, well, unfortunately, he did something and I had to get rid of him. He said, savage, you know. So <laughs> right now I'm a dog working to be a savage, A.B. So uh, I'm going to have that kind of fall. That's that's what I'm challenging myself <laughs> to do. 
Sure. Yeah, for for more context on that, I'll I'll have something out on that either Friday or this weekend. Just absolutely absolutely wild. Uh, I love the message. I love the anecdote. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us today. A little bit quicker here uh, on a Thursday, uh, August twenty fourth. A shout out to everyone who's watched, everyone who's followed along with our cover- coverage throughout fall camp. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're not a subscriber of the Wolverine yet, I mean, first off, what are you doing? Second off, uh, we can get you into the site for $1 for your first month of access. Or if you sign up for an annual uh, subscription right now, uh, though, that's 25% off. So you can get in for 12 months for $74.99 and you're going to get insider content. You're going to get the largest, um, you know, the largest, one of the largest and most active message boards, maybe in all of college sports. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, the community is awesome. Uh, the intel uh, that comes from our staff is terrific. The content is great. You're going to get behind the paywall and all of those things. So uh, be sure to consider uh, doing that today. It would be awesome if you did that. Uh, we're almost here. It's nine days away. Uh, it's it's hard to believe this year has flown by. But uh, uh, for Chris Ballas, I'm Anthony Broom. Uh, thanks to our producer, Megan, behind the scenes. Uh, thanks to all you guys who have watched. And we will talk to you again next time.